Hello. Hello. It's Melena. And James. And we're here for the Club de Club de Cuervos podcast. Episode three. Don't you want to start? No, we don't have to start again. Okay. What What is this episode called? This episode is called Uniform Response. And what's it about? Well, uh, in this episode, uh, Chava takes it upon himself to redesign the uniforms. Against everyone's wishes. Especially Isabel's. And especially everyone's. Yes, that that is the main plot of what happens in this episode. And there's a couple of other plots as well. We will address them as we go through the episode. And what what was your overall impression of the episode? Uh, it was funny. I enjoyed it. Oh, I thought it was funny too. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Where Juan Pablo helps a child get a new smile... And the child's family is pleased. This was the first time I saw Juan Pablo. If he was introduced earlier, I missed him. He was not. Yes, so he is he is the uh, the cousin of the uh, two main characters. Isabel y Chava. And Juan Pablo is a super great guy. He is. <laughs> he, he is actually, he, asked, he actually is a nice person who wants to do well. Yes. As we, and do good as we learn throughout the rest of the season one. And then the next scene is credits. And then we go back to uh, the show where Chava hangs his cover photo in his office and he still wants to redesign the uniforms. Yes, he he has his wall neatly divided and on one side he's got all his father's stuff and on the other side he's got his one magazine cover photo. And Hugo Chavez uh, is concerned that he it's too quick for him to get rid of all his father's stuff. Yes, he says, over. get rid of all this stuff. And Hugo uh, goes, um, 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 um. Hugo, unlikely voice of reason. Hugo Sanchez. Hugo Sanchez, unlikely voice of reason. Then Isabel sees Mary Luce promoting her baby on magazine covers and tries to destroy them. <laughs> yes, this scene cracked me up. Uh, I mean, she sees the magazine cover and while well, somebody else is reading it and snatches it out of her hands and uh, um, because it, I was just some lady on the street, but because they're so well known in the town, uh, the the woman whose magazine she took knew who, knew who she was and she's like... Uh, <laughs> I, I forgot what she said, exactly she said. but um, And then, then she's, like, going over to the magazine stand and trying to grab them all off and trying to throw them all in the trash. And she steals some lady's coffee so she can pour it in the trash. <laughs> when I first saw that scene, it didn't click to me that she was doing that for the reason of spoiling the uh, magazines in the trash so they couldn't be taken out again. I thought she was just taking this woman's uh, coffee away as punishment for trying to read the magazines. <laughs> what? Isabella's flipped. She only sort of flipped. And Rafa is there with her and he isn't sure what to do, but he helps her 
in her um, fetal pursuit of trying to take all the magazines in that particular uh, circle of town. <laughs> yes, he uh, is a from, confused but supportive husband. And and she doesn't. She just takes the magazines that are in her purview, not like all the magazines in town. So uh, I I'm sure that that that. Considering it's a small town, she got a large percentage of them, but she didn't get all the magazines that exist in Mexico. Effectively, it was a a venting of her frustration about the situation. Mm -hmm. And I I did like that. Obviously, the people in town know who she is because it's a tiny town. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They they were... uh, they didn't get too angry. Like, they were upset that she disturbed their day, but they also <laughs> were just like, yeah, Isabel's crazy. <laughs> the next thing is Isabel confronts Mary Lou's, who has changed Isabel's room. So she asks her where her bed is. She says, where's my bed? And she tells her, you've been married for a while. This isn't your room anymore. And that <laughs> it's, like, angers- it's not your house either. <laughs> And yeah, it's not Mary Lou's house either. And also, I'm sure that there are other rooms that she could have decorated because it's not like it's a two-room house. Mm-hmm. It's like a big old mansion. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mary Lou's explains to Isabel that she sold her story for money because her because Isabel's little brother or sister needs to eat, and Isabel took away all her money. <laughs> oh dear. And of course, my credit cards. It never occurs to Mary Lou that she could get a job (laughs) to support herself in this huge house that she's living in for free. And I don't know how they're. I guess the family's paying the the maid and the people who upkeep the house because it still looks like it's um, well maintained. That part's never clarified, but yes. Then Tony uh, at the. Stadium is advised by his teammates to hire a prostitute to play his mother. Oh, Tony. And uh, he could only get 10,000 pesos from his brothers, um, so it wasn't enough to bribe uh, Goyo. So then he said... Yes, if if you can't bribe Goyo with money, you have to bribe him with sex. So then Chawa hires a publicist from Mexico City, and Chawa wants to be an expansion. So... Chala tells Hugo Hugo Sanchez to get a publicist from Mexico City, and so <laughs> Hugo Sanchez is like, okay. So this guy comes in and um, says that he is going to take Chala from black and white, which is existing covers, in to color with these magazines. And on one of the magazines is Juan Pablo, and the publicist gets excited that Chala knows Juan Pablo, and then we learn that Juan Pablo is Chala's cousin, and. Uh, the publicist says that he can get Chala into expansion in the 30 under 30 entrepreneurs uh, uh, piece that they're doing. Yes. So he goes to work on that. And then Chala asks Hugo Sanchez if he's if uh, the publicist is gay. And Hugo Sanchez is like, yeah, I guess so. Chala's like, hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Chala, for your inquiry. And what does... What is, I have nothing to add about that scene. <laughs> okay. So then, at home, Chala designs New Jerseys, and his mother is proud of him. Calls him Gianni Versace. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that this was after Gianni Versace was murdered. <laughs> okay. So then next, when Chala and his... Uh, 
his Hugo Sanchez and the publicist are standing outside of the stadium uh, waiting for Juan Pablo. Chava is on Tinder um, trying to match himself with women we never see him date. And uh, he selects his mother. His yeah, yes, he sees his mother on Tinder. And his mother had selected him too, so now they're matched. Oh, that's what swipe. He said swipe right, and I didn't know what that meant. So once he swiped, he he realized that he swiped. He swiped to select his mother, and then he saw on Tinder once you swipe someone, if both of you swiped each other to select each other, then you are matched, oh my. and then you can go on your date. Oh my! So then Juan Pablo comes out of his vehicle in this uh, this slow motion. Uh, uh, cut of him walking towards them and Hugo Sanchez and Juan Pablo are impressed. Oh no, Hugo Sanchez and the publicist are impressed. Yes. He just exudes I'm looking for an adjective. Yeah, manly humanitarianism. <laughs> yes, manly hum- there you go. Manly humanitarianism. Okay. And then Juan Pablo teases his cousin they talk about when they used to, I guess they're the same age, and they used to play soccer together, and Chava didn't want to mess up his uniform, and Chava says, that's because it was new. <laughs> yes, and kind of tying that into the new uniforms in this episode. Yes, and then Chava, Chava insults the gardener at the grounds, one of the only brown people uh, in the series, and specifically this episode, Uh and yeah, he acts like he's like he's trying to be familiar and joke around, but it comes off super insulting. He calls him, uh, I think he calls him... By the wrong name. Yes, he either calls, I think he calls him uh, Don Julio, and then he says his name is Mario, and he says, well, you look the same. And uh, then they, then he asks him about his his daughters, and, and then he says, uh, my wife had her womb removed. And he says, oh, but I don't have any children, and then... And then Chava's like, well, why don't you have any children? You, you're too cheap for that? Ha, ha, ha. And the guy's like, my wife had her womb removed. And, and Chava is, is that, is that bad? <laughs> she doesn't people, know what a womb is. The other people around him are embarrassed for him. Yes, and then uh, then his cousin jumps in and, uh, and uh, saves the situation a little bit. He suggests adoption and uh, and... The gardener is uh, very pleased and charmed by Juan Pablo and is now considering adopting a child because <laughs> this man gave him his card. <laughs> Which infuriates Chava. Juan Pablo is the best. Mm-hmm. And then Chava greets the team and gives them a speech to win. <laughs> <laughs> this, this scene was hilarious. The, the speech, not just the speech and how, how awkward it was, but how... Stony faced silent the whole team was. Mm-hmm. And then uh and then Goya comes in and he's ready to start, you know, giving them the actual pep talk. And uh and Chava keeps interrupting Goya. And I, I He keeps telling them to remember to 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 score goals and Try to win and think about the playoffs. <laughs> Reach for that star. <laughs> and they they all he he is is making a huge effort, but he doesn't. In in his attempts to be a captain, he doesn't understand that he needs to let P- 
people do their jobs mm-hmm. and his job is not to to micromanage every aspect of the business especially because he's he, not good at anything yeah he's not good <laughs> he's not good at anything which which comes up later with Felix, that's, is, but that's not this episode. That's the next episode. Another another interesting thing about this is in uh, there are a couple places in the in the earlier episodes where we saw he actually did a good job of delivering speeches, and here we see you know that's hit and miss. He's not always he's not always good at delivering speeches. He, well, he, he did really flops. He didn't have Isabel to have a story to steal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. He was choking before he remembered that, and he just you know he stole her story and happened to deliver it well. He also doesn't understand how soccer works because <laughs> he he seems to think if you just tell people to score goals and win well that's enough he doesn't seem to understand the concept of coaching and plans and how to set up the field and he doesn't and as we will later see he doesn't understand the concept of substitutions mm-hmm. if you've already used them up you can't use them again and it's it's this this he just has no guidance as to how to manage a team. He just thinks you just jump in there and tell people what to do, which, which makes sense because he's, he's, he hasn't been taught by anybody, mm-hmm. but then people expect him to lead, which continues to be a problem. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like the same thing, but in different ways. It's like, how can he possibly screw up the team? And the writers just came up with new ways for him to <laughs> to affect every level of the organization at some point by yes. just making a mess of everything. So then... Oh, yeah, Goyo takes over, as James mentioned, and he keeps saying, oh, okay, Chava, you, here's the team. And obviously, it's your time that you want to spend with the team. And she's like, he's all, no, 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 no. But he keeps interrupting Goyo anyway. And he's like, Chava! <laughs> So now we can, before we go to the Cha, the Chivas Queros game, we can have another ad. And this ad is a personal ad. And again, ads are available, both personal and business, available at different rates. You can contact Milena and James at Club de, Club de Queros at gmail.com. Again, that's C-L-U-B-D-E, C-L-U-B-D-E, C-U-E-R-V-O-S, at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter at Club de Club. So, our first ad is personal, as I mentioned. Come, and it's to Pete. Whenever we were playing with the boys, I held something back. I was afraid that everyone would see right through me. Thirty years later, still... You take my breath away. Great balls of fire, you're dangerous. Now I'm dangerous and foolish. I never lost that loving feeling. It's time to buzz the tower. Even when your ego is writing checks your body can't cash, I'll fly with you to the danger zone. Your wingman anytime, Tom. Okay, so back to the episode. At the Chivas Cuervos game, Isabel congratulates her cousin, Juan Pablo, and Chava calls... Goyo on the field. Yeah, in the middle of in the middle of the match, he's like, "She should be playing someone else on the field." And he calls him up on the cell phone, and Goyo's like, "Who's this?" 
And Charlie gets really upset that, that Isabel is so impressed by Juan Pablo's feature in Expansion Magazine, and she keeps talking about it, and Chava wants her to be quiet, and he says, no one reads print magazines anymore, even though this is the magazine that he wants to get featured in. Mm. And then Felix is upset that Chava uh, called Goyo, because, oh, and when he calls Goyo, Goyo says, who's this? And he says, it's Chava, and Goyo just hangs up, but Chava <laughs> pretends that he's still <laughs> talking, he's still talking yes. and then Isabel says, well, how are you uh, requesting substitutions, and we have none and I was like, mm-hmm. and Felix asked, "Did you call Goya? Why?" <laughs> Did you also notice it sliced into this scene was uh, Mary Lou's in the audience? Oh yeah, she yeah, came to they, the game. The the rest of them were all in the in the you know basically owners managers box, the very official seating, and she was just in the in the stadium with uh, with the other fans with her face painted, and she brought flags for her neighbors. Mm-hmm. Then, in the clubhouse, Isabel sings JP's praises, and uh, uh, Chava's publicist thinks that JP's a really cool guy, and he, and everybody is huddled around uh, Juan Pablo. Is Isabel talks about him uh, fixing people's smiles, and so Chava says, uh, "Weren't you supposed to be a plastic surgeon?" Uh, what happened to that? And so then Juan Pablo says, I decided to, to, uh, do something different than, uh, inject Botox into rich ladies. And, uh, and so he says, uh, a small change on the outside can make a big change on the inside. And then, uh, and even Chava's mother is over there going, Oh, Juan Pablo! <laughs> In this scene, Juan Pablo was almost comically noble. And, uh, it was, over the top and wonderful. And Chaba is only, the only person Chaba is talking to is the bartender and he's all alone at the bar. And then Felix comes over and, and rubs his head and then steps on the, uh, the cover of Chava on the magazine or the, the newspaper he was yeah. on. And then what happens in the board meeting? It cuts to Chava being pouty at the bar, then Chava being pouty at the board meeting. Chava presents his new uniforms, and Isabel opposes them. Yes, he's like, he's, he's got this big, you know, pizza box-looking uniform box in front of him. And he's interrupting the meeting to uh, present the uh, the new uniforms. And everybody's like, you know, everybody looks at him like he's crazy, but uh, uh, Isabel's the only one who speaks up firmly and says, you know, no, this is ridiculous, this is a terrible idea. And as he is asked repeatedly, what about the sponsors? Mm-hmm. And, and then Isabel asks if, she, if they can't discuss the uniforms because it's not on the agenda for the meeting. So then Chava sends a email to the person who is in, in charge of the agenda for the meeting. Who's sitting across from him. <laughs> yeah, it was at the table. And then they get to, they, she gets the email. So then he resumes discussing his uniforms. And Isabel is opposed, and she has a very good reason to be opposed. And no one else really wants the uh, uniforms, and they take a vote. And the only people who vote for the new uniforms are Chava and the person who is doing the minutes for the meeting. She votes both ways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then after the meeting, Isabel asks Chava to join forces against Mary Lou's. 
and Chara reminds Isabel about the uniforms that, uh, that is, that, uh, she wants him to support her for once, but he reminds her that she didn't support him for the uniforms. So she, uh, then decides to go it alone and call a private investigator. Mm-hmm. She seems uh, a little trepidatious about this. She's sitting there on the phone. I've never called a private investigator before. I don't know how this works. Mm-hmm. And then next, Tony finds a prostitute on the street to work for him. And he, he, he goes. He goes specifically to the street that the other players told him to go to. Avenida Bicentenario. Mm-hmm. And uh, he finds a nice lady. And, she, and uh, she says, okay. So then Isabel does not want Chava to change the team's history. And uh, Chava's publicist encourages him to have a new image for the team. So he is in support of the getting the new uniforms because, oh, Isabel storms into Chava's office and asks... Uh, ask, if he contacted someone from Under Armour, and then Chava tells Hugo Sanchez to cancel that woman's Christmas present. Because <laughs> I guess she leaked the information to Isabel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Under Armour was their uniform supplier, I was interested. Mm-hmm. And Isabel explains that she doesn't want him to change the history, and he quotes the guy that he always quotes about how um, old things are holding you back and it's uh, it's an impediment for change or growing or something like that. And he thinks it's very important. <laughs> something empty. Something vacuous. And he, he had, again, he does have a point, but he is executing it in the worst way. Right, right. Without, he's like, <laughs> in, I'm the president. In some other context, that might have been a good point. But about uniforms, it was a vacuous point. It, it, he, oh, he has a point in that sticking to the history in the past it will prevent you from moving towards the future but he doesn't seem to understand that he can't just he being a captain isn't just making decisions and then making them happen all on your own because you don't understand how the how the whole business runs he doesn't even account for the sponsors that he's losing on the uniforms, which is a big deal. Yeah, he that's just he he, he only thinks of the uh, the ads on the uniforms in terms of aesthetics. It's like, oh, it looks cluttered. Mm-hmm. And if he, he thinks if he just designs a better one, then everything will be fine and everyone will go along with it. <laughs> and as we see later, that is not what happens. So then, uh, on the encouragement of his publicist, Shala and Hugo. Sanchez find a shady manufacturer for the new uniforms. Yes, yes, he's like, he's like, get me somebody who can do this in two weeks. And, uh, so he comes up with the, the, the guy who, the guy who bootlegs, uh, copies of their, uh, official uniforms to sell on the street. And we see a small, a small girl making stuff in the back, well, right behind the, the dealer. And Chow asks if, 
uh, she works here, and he says, of course she works here. She was born here. Yeah, there's a total sweatshop. <laughs> so he also wants to throw in socks. For- <laughs> you order now, I give you free socks. <laughs> and then as they're leaving, they hear gunshots, and they try to get in the car. And so he goes, Sanchez tries to get in the car after Ch- after Chava, and Chava doesn't let him get in the car. Makes him run around so- to the other side. He's like, yeah. help me, help me. <laughs> so after that... Isabel meets with her private investigator. And she, we just see her going into some big door. Mm-hmm. Now, next, we don't see that meeting. No, we don't see that meeting. So next we have our our next ad, which is a business ad. Again, both personal and business ads are available at clubdeclubdequeros at gmail.com. So looking for a cozy locale for your next vacation... A home no, with all the amenities of a quiet New England town. Leave all your cares and possessions behind and visit Cabot Cove, our seaside nook along the main coast. Has a close knit community that feels smaller every day. Visit Loretta's beauty parlor for the latest scuttlebutt on which neighbor will probably meet their maker later that week. Eat at the Joshua Peabody Inn, where your clam chowder most likely won't be laced with barbital. Coming in from out of town? That's great. Don't know anyone in Cabot Cove? Even better. You have a good chance of departing without passing through the sheriff's office or the county morgue. Come to the only place in Maine where it never snows. Cabot Cove! Yes, it does look like Northern California. Why do you ask? Paid for by the Frank and J.B. Fletcher Foundation. Okay. Thank you, Frank and J.B. Fletcher Foundation, for that wonderful ad. All right. Next. Next. What was the next scene? Oh, is this where she takes Marilou's to lunch? Oh, uh, we're almost there. After showering, the team mocks Moises about his marriage troubles. Ah, yes. Okay. And what did you think about that? Um, I don't know. They, uh, they sang him a song? They did. They sang him a song that I didn't know. But they all knew. And it was about, uh, something forgetting I love you. Something, well, there, he and his wife are, are going to church to try to to work out their marriage. Yes, going to church counselor. And then in the next scene, Isabel meets Mary Lou's at the the team club. She confronts her about her history and leaves a check. Yes. So in this in this scene, you know, she comes and starts out very friendly, oh, a little hug and a kiss, and then sits sits down, and she's like, uh, Mary Lou's is like, oh, well, why why did you want to talk to me, son? And Isabel says, "Well, oh, I, uh, I just didn't know anything about you." And uh, and so Mary Lou starts to tell her story, and she only gets a few sentences in. And Isabel can't wait any longer, and she starts uh, immediately talking about the mismatches between what Mary Lou said and what records she can and can't find. Um, and uh, it. It seemed like it didn't have the impact on Mary Lou's that she was hoping for. But Isabel suggests that in the the missing pieces of 
Mary Lou's history that she might have been taking trips and meeting with other gentlemen and going out with them, uh, meaning that the child that she's pregnant with might not be Isabel's father's. Mm-hmm. And then she gives Mary Lou's a check for one million pesos, which exactly how much that is, but it's, it's probably uh, less than half a million dollars. And uh, Mary Lou thinks about this check. Mm-hmm, yes. Oh, that was not half a million dollars. That was about $50,000. Oh, okay. I, I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> well, that is less. Yeah. Um, I thought in this scene that uh, Isabel kind of overplayed her hand. Like she was hoping to get some really good dirt on Mary Lou's and she just got some eh, so-so dirt but she was gonna go through with this plan anyway regardless of the fact that she didn't have any smoking gun about Mary Lou's past she just had uh you know more to back up her suspicions but nothing to confirm anything mm-hmm. and she thought that leaving that check would work mm-hmm. and then Susanita visits Goyo in his office yes and uh, Ngoyo is uh, surprised that this is Tony's mother. And then Tony in the locker room learns what his teammates did. Uh, and uh, everyone uh, is... They start, all start laughing at what he did when uh, Pocho tells all the... No, Guao tells the whole team what Tony did uh, to find a prostitute to... Um, to pose as his mother. And then when uh, Goyo comes in, Tony thinks that he's going to be kicked off the team, but Goyo well, s- tells him that it's going to be his debut. They, the uh, the teammates make a big deal of that, oh, you actually went to that street we told you to, because that was that's the street where all the prostitutes are transvestites. Yes. And uh, then... Uh, Goyo still lets him play, and he says, uh, "Say hi to your mother for me, like Mark <laughs> Wahlberg." <laughs> yes. And so everyone is surprised in the locker room. Yeah, the other players are like, "Oh, oh." And uh, the, oh, okay, I guess still going. So then, at the game, the announcers use the announcer uses Juan Pablo's. Uh, outside change to make an outside change to make an inside change line for Chava's new uniforms which anger Felix and Isabel. Mm-hmm. So the players all walk out in these new uniforms uh, and Isabel's upset. Felix is upset and Chava's very proud of himself. Well, the, and they're not just upset. They're, they're floored that it's even happening because the new uniforms come out of nowhere and uh uh, Felix is like, did anyone talk to the, did you talk to the sponsors? Did you talk to anyone? Was it just me or did these uniforms look a lot like referee shirts? Yes, they're referee shirts. It looked like the whole team was dressed as referees. They are, but that doesn't occur to Chala either. <laughs> so, so just, just terrible choices. And then, uh, at, instead of staying for the game, Isabel goes to that same uh, 
uh, circle of town with the with the vendors and eats a big corn from a vendor and I looked looked up the special Mexican corn and there uh, they are roasted and then you have butter on them and chili powder and you can either have cheese or mayonnaise or some some other type of something to go on top of this corn on the cob. It looked pretty rich and delicious. Yes, that's the idea. And, uh, and I guess people really, I guess Isabel really likes them. Mm-hmm. And then when Isabel goes home after the game because Rafa is in bed and she watches a sad video of Mary Luce on her phone holding Isabel's check and she wakes Rafa up to tell him, look at this video. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, they did something here, um, which actually also happened in the, uh, in the first episode when, um, when Isabel is kind of upset and moving from one place to a, to the other, the screen is really dark and you have kind of confusing camera angles and you can, you know, from context that, Isabel is walking from point A to point B, but it's really muddled, and I, I think that it, that was a nice way of visually mirroring the uh, the distress, the tr- distressed emotions that she was feeling by uh, the way they sh- the way they shot that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was nice. Yeah. Yes, and then this video that she's watching uh, of uh, of Mary Lou's is Mary Lou's. Where you get to that scene next? No, that that was it. Yes, okay. It's Mary Liz uh, sitting there t- talking with with a uh, reporter with a giant microphone, and she's going, "Oh, she gave me this this check and tried to told me to get out." And uh, so she's uh, pulling the same trick of going to the media that she tried that she succeeded with earlier. And Holly. Uh, uh getting more money over time than the check would have covered until uh, she hopes to get the inheritance for her child. Mm-hmm. And then Chava hangs his framed shirt in his office and his publicist comes in and tells Chava and Hugo Sanchez that he will be in the 30 Under 30 feature in Expansion magazine. Yes. And Chava is very excited about that. Everything's coming up, Chava. Nothing has gone <laughs> wrong for Chava in this episode. Everything worked perfectly for him. No problems, no collateral damage. <laughs> and then the credits roll. And I noticed, as we were speaking, that the team has not played any away games yet. They're only played at the stadium. Hmm. But it's episode three. Okay. What did you think of this episode? Oh, it was pretty fun, and uh, I like seeing the new threads of things that are developing. Um, waiting to see which things from this episode will snowball further, and uh, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Who is the most valuable player in this episode? Uh, you want to go first? Okay, do you need to think? No, I, I was thinking about it. I just, do you want to go first? Okay, I'll go first. Uh, the most valuable player in this episode was Juan Pablo, as he gives a, a, he provides a, a foil for Chava as someone who has probably grown up in a similar way, 
I don't, I don't know what his family does, but probably doesn't own a football team. Is he um, the son of the uh, of the uncle who runs the soap factory? No, he's he's he has to be someone else's son because all the the there's at least one TO who is in the Club de Cuervos Enterprises. Um but we don't know who his parents are, but he has to be related to um Isabel and Chava's father because he seems to be both yeah. their cousins. But he since he grew up with Chava we see a, an, uh, an, a visualization of what Chava could have been if he were a different person yes. with the, in the same circumstances. <laughs> He's a really good foil. Because he, he went to medical school and was supposed to become a doctor, but then decided to uh, change children's lives by, um, by uh, adjusting uh, their hair lip syndrome or cleft palates, mm-hmm. uh, and in doing lots of good that way, and still uh, being grounded about what he's doing, and not just being a dilettante like Chava has been uh, for most of his life, and he has direction, whereas Chava is given all this stuff and does nothing with it. Yes. What about you? Um... I'm kind of torn. Uh, Mary Lou's uh, played her cards uh, pretty well in this episode. Um, she got what she wanted pretty well in this episode. Um, but then, on the other hand, uh, the prostitute who successfully pleased Goya, uh, she got Tony to play, and that she got Tony to play, and that's no small, uh, no small feat. So I'm gonna give it to her. Okay, so her name's Susanita. Yes, Susanita. Not just that prostitute. <laughs> I do not remember her name. Apparently that's how Bunny classifies <laughs> women in his world. Either uh, I wasn't going to pull up IMDb and, and scroll through it while we were talking. Either uh, whores on the TV or whores <laughs> in the coach's office is how James feels about women in general. Nope, 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 specifically nope, 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 nope. That's what the audience heard. <laughs> now, who is the least valuable player? Um, I don't know. I've been thinking about this one, but really, there's there's nobody in this episode who can outdo uh, outdo Chava for uh, least valuable player this time. And so. why is that? Um, well, I mean his his obliviousness about uh, not checking with the sponsors and going against everyone's wishes on these uh, uniforms and doing it. Uh, under the table and hiring the bootlegged guy it was just and he he plowed through it like he was doing the right thing the whole time so Chava this time least valuable player I uh, agree with James as naming Chava the least valuable player as he wants all these accolades for doing stuff that he hasn't done. He, and he also tells the publicist who develops the story for the magazine as the history of the club and where Chava is taking it now. And Chava says, no, I don't want anything mentioned about the history. He just wants to be praised for what he has done, which is nothing. And then he changes the uniforms 
thereby losing sponsorships and angering the board and uh, angering people who you have contracts with, including already knowing that Isabel has reordered new uniforms for the team <coughs> and the people in the the town who sell uniforms that look like the uniforms now have an inventory of product that is no longer valuable since he changed them. So mm-hmm. he's just uh, angering and disenfranchising people on various levels inside and outside of the team. Yes, that's a mess. So what else do you have to say before we close? I don't believe I have anything further to add. Do you? Uh, I... I have enjoyed doing this podcast with James, and we are looking forward to our next episode, episode four, where even more things happen, and Chava continues to be a buffoon. Yay! And there's more corn with Isabel. (laughs) Yay, more corn! (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time on Club de Club de Cuervos. Bye-bye!